Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. You're listening to Bay Curious. I'm Olivia Allen Price. And I'm Jessica Placzek. And we're in downtown Redwood City, just a couple blocks from where the Caltrain drops off and Samtrans buses. And there's lots of restaurants and bars and just activity happening all around. Seems like a pretty nice place to put some housing. Clearly there's demand. Kitty corner from us, one bedrooms are renting for over three grand. And where we're standing, Habitat for Humanity had huge affordable housing plans. Originally it was zoned for uh, 46 units and nine stories. This is Maureen Sedonin from Habitat for Humanity. She says building affordable housing here has been a challenge. To an approval from the city, she had to shrink her project to half its original size. We got down to uh, five stories on top of a podium on a parking garage uh, with 20 units. And a neighbor was able to halt the project for more than a year. So here we are three years later and the project has yet to be built. A lot of people in the Bay Area, particularly those that have stable housing, are very comfortable. They like what they have. When they see something new, they see only the downsides of the new. This is Egan Turplin, the regional planning director at SPUR, a Bay Area civic organization. We in California have turned over the idea of how much housing effectively to allow to the smallest unit of government, to the local government, which is the city or the county in its unincorporated areas. This makes it easier for vocal locals to protest projects. And they might hate developments for a number of reasons. Maybe they're ugly. They block the sun. They aren't affordable. Oftentimes people say, well, it's just going to create traffic. While traffic fears could be addressed by putting in bike lanes and building densely around public transit, for some, it still just might be too much change too fast. Politicians have been voted out over this kind of stuff. Redwood City had a very good plan for growing its downtown and evolving and and enabling growth around rail. Lots of people moving there that weren't driving their cars, but a bunch of people that supported that development got thrown out. There's resistance to change in cities across the Bay Area. You can find NIMBYism in Mountain View, San Francisco, Berkeley, Brisbane. The list goes on. All that can compound and we end up with less housing. But what if it wasn't local governments who had the power? What if plans came from the region instead? Enter this week's question asker. My trampoline. That is your trampoline. My name's Reed Williamson, and I am husband to Kate, father to Tobin, and one more soon, and Sam the dog. Reed lives in Oakland, and he recently took a trip down to L.A. and was struck by how long it can take to drive across the city. Whereas up here, many people drive through multiple cities to get to work. Cupertino adds jobs at Apple, and Cupertino says, we'll pass on housing, it's not our thing. And then the next town over says, that's not our thing either. And all of a sudden, you're all the way in Tracy, and they're the only ones willing to build. Reed wonders if there's a way to stop cities from passing on housing. 
Could we unite the Bay into one city to solve some of our problems? There's no serious plan to unite the Bay Area into one city to solve the housing crisis. But we thought it was an interesting question. So today, we'll explore it. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. All right, Jessica, we're trying to turn our region into one city. What should we call it? Platekland, because that's my last name. This is my episode, and I'd like to be credited with solving the housing crisis. Okay. And the boundaries of Platekland are? Let's say the nine-county Bay Area. That would include 101 cities, about 7,000 square miles, and an estimated 7.7 million people. Which I should say is huge. For comparison, the city of Los Angeles has about 4 million people on about 470 square miles. Yeah, Platchekland could eat L.A. for breakfast. What does a city fundamentally do? What does a city have? A city has a mayor um, who's, you know, has some authority over a series of, of departments. Let's pretend it's me, just for fun. You would have one budget across this region. And that budget, man, she's a beauty. Right now, if the Bay Area were a country, it'd be the 19th largest economy in the world, just after the Netherlands. And we'd be able to spend our money regionally. You would be thinking about where are the best places to grow and where are the best places to grow in such a way where we're really getting development around our transportation infrastructure so that people aren't going to drive as much? In that case, as mayor, I could take abandoned industrial areas and build mixed housing developments. Each building would have lots of affordable housing, and there'd be businesses on the bottom and public green space up top, where you could sip on tea and enjoy the sun or fog or whatever. I'd create bike lanes crisscrossing these super dense neighborhoods, and I would build a train stop in the center. And while we're talking about that, I'd create train lines across the whole Bay Area so I could reduce traffic and people could move about Plachik land easier and cheaper. Just think about all the things that New York City accomplished that didn't happen here. 24-hour rail service connecting across these places. There'd also be a spreading out of resources, so poorer municipalities could provide services they might struggle to provide now. I hate to burst the bubble that is Plachek land, but there are some serious drawbacks to this one city thing, too. If all transit was merged together, you might not have as much bus service in San Francisco as you do today, because you would start spreading those resources across a bigger geography. And so to, for people that are transit-reliant in San Francisco, they would see that as a loss. And that's not all. Nothing's perfect. And in a democratic context, if you had a much larger city, you would have a very different voting demographic. 
Not everyone in Plachekland will be on board with your urbanite take on things, Jessica. The people could elect a mayor with more suburban sensibilities. I would point to Toronto as a city that kind of that did this to a certain extent. They, they expanded outward and had a much larger city. And what you had at times is you would have a mayor who represented a much more different perspective from the traditional urban core. And this is a democracy, right? So you'll still have some kind of city council to answer to. They could block projects on behalf of those vocal locals they represent. This whole thing is pretty unrealistic. Toronto only joined together six different municipalities, and that consolidation is still controversial. Here in the Bay Area, 101 cities are very unlikely to give up control to a single governing body. Maybe we don't need to have one single megacity to solve regional problems. What if cities just collaborated more, like in the case of transportation? How would it work if all the rail systems in the Bay Area really felt like one. You don't have to merge them all together, but from a customer, it's got to feel like a merger. We do have regional institutions already, and they are thinking about the big picture issues facing the Bay Area. The problem is they don't have much power to enforce the plans they make. Well, what if cities were bound to follow a regional plan? Give us an example. Here's one wild thought. A cap and trade program, but for housing. Maybe there's a scenario where we allocate housing to all communities. That happens today. You've got a certain number you got to build. But maybe those could happen in the adjacent community. And maybe you, city of 2,000, 3,000 people, could cut a check to that adjacent community for the cost of the services associated with those residents and for the affordable housing portion of that. I brought all these answers back to our question asker, Reed. That's a great idea of the cap and trade of, like, okay, this neighborhood wants to stay residential, but you've got to offset or support the demand for housing. Thank you, Jessica Placek. Can you still call me Mayor Placek? Cue the theme music. Thanks to Reed Williamson, our question asker, and to Ben Bradford from Capital Public Radio for his reporting on Redwood City. And a quick correction, in an earlier version of this podcast, it was said that you could drive from the Getty Museum to Manhattan Beach without leaving Los Angeles. We've updated the episode because you actually go through multiple cities on that drive. Bay Curious is produced in San Francisco by KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Thanks for listening. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too. 
at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.